0: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. God bless you. If you want to for a little while, you may be seated. I want to say thanks to the church. We don't have a real big church, but we have a church that's full of talent. God has blessed. Give us singers, musicians, worshipers. Praise God. We have a good church, a church family, because we are family. We are the family of God. Amen, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. I would like to have been part of a big family, but I never was until I got in church. And now I've got family all over the world, praise God. Some I've never seen yet, but one day I will. So I'm so thankful we're able to come to you tonight in the church, having service and over the Internet, you that are listening We appreciate you tuning in. We pray that God is blessing you. Amen. Keeping you safe during this time. We're still living in the time of the Bible. Amen. We have not passed out of the Bible time until that angel comes and puts one foot on the sea, one on the sand, and declares that time will be no more. Then there will be no earth as we know it be a heaven praise God and that's what we're aiming for we're aiming to go to heaven just for a little while I had this thought it had to be God because I'm not very uh, smart I'm not the sharpest knife in the utensils and that's for sure amen but I got to thinking and I was praying out here one day and and a question come into my mind. What is the most valuable thing in this world? What is the most valuable thing in this world? And I began to rack my little old brain. Didn't take long, amen, to go through it. And so I questioned the Lord. I said, Lord, what would be the most valuable thing in this world? Jesus gave us part of the answer in this scripture. What would a man gain? Or what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Jesus said that the soul of a man is worth all the wealth of this world. If you could dig out every grain of gold, every vein of silver, Every precious jewel, every mineral, every liquid that's worth anything. If you could get every bit of it, it wouldn't buy one soul. God said, All this wealth of this world holds, found and unfound. You hadn't profited in anything. The soul is so valuable on the market. If you go to buy something, you have to have enough money to purchase it. I just bought a gallon of milk for $6 and something. (laughs) If I had had $5.99, I couldn't have bought it. So there is no earthly thing that can purchase your soul. And then the Lord led me to Scripture. We have been bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. (laughs) Praise God. The blood of Jesus is more valuable than anything in this earth. Friend, if you don't have that blood, that purchased blood, Your soul cannot be purchased without it. And that's the reason we baptize in Jesus' name. Because the blood takes away our sins and purchases our soul. It's the only thing wealthy enough to buy us. Thank God for it. Amen. The safest place you can be today is in church. Amen. In church. But I'm thankful to be a part of God's church and the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the army of God. It's called many things in the Bible. Amen. So I'm just thankful to be a part. It said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Amen. We have been purchased by God. He adopted us. The Spirit comes in and cries out by Father. He has adopted me into the family. Uh, An adoption is something special. You go out and choose that. You have children. You don't choose the color of their hair, their eyes, what they look like, or anything else when you have a child. But if you adopt somebody, you go and look at them, you pick out just what you want. I'm glad one day God came by and looked down at me and said, boy, i like that one. I'm going to purchase him, praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. He must like ugly, I guarantee you. When he bought me, he bought a handful of it. Amen, but I'm so glad that we're here tonight, and I'm so glad that I know the most valuable thing in the world is the blood of Jesus. You can have all your gold and your silver you want, friend, but it cannot purchase a soul. If you got your Bibles, you want to turn to Matthew chapter 13, chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. I want to read some scriptures then I'm going to preach for a little while, praise God. I hope of the Lord speaks to your heart tonight. In Matthew 16, chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, Jesus wanted to know what the rumor was in the world about him. So he asked his disciples, knowing they were hearing all the gossip, the preacher is the last one to hear. <laughs> so Jesus had to ask his disciples what the gossip was. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. Anyhow, just joking. (laughs) He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? He said, now you've heard all this gossip about me, but how did it affect you? (laughs) I'm going to leave that alone. I'm getting on dangerous ground, thin ice. Simon Peter answered and said, you know, one thing about Peter, he always had an answer. He was continually taking his foot out of his mouth a lot of times. Jesus said, I've got to go and die. He said, oh, no, you're not going to do that. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You savor us not the things of God. Amen. So Peter was always going to have something to say. You know, people like that. I know. I'm one of them. (laughs) That's why God called me to preach, I guess. I always got something to say. Amen. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, he finally got a commendation from God instead of being rebuked. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. When the word speaks about Father, it's speaking about the Spirit. When speaking about the Son, it's talking about the flesh of God. But the Father is the Spirit. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter. You're a stone. And upon this rock, the rock of the revelation of who He is, not what the world says, but what the church says He is. Amen. Upon this rock, I will build my church. This is not Brother Arnold's church. It's not Brother Livingston's church. It's not Brother Hall's church. It's Jesus' church. So be careful how you treat Jesus' church. And don't try to be a lord over God's heritage. Amen? On this rock I will build my church. And then he didn't leave it at that. He said, and the gates of hell. In the Old Testament, the gates of a city is where the elders sat, the most powerful men of the city, gathered at the gate, and that's where the bargaining was done, judgment was done, and such as that. He said, the gates of hell, the most powerful Evil, wicked demons of hell shall not prevail against it. If anything is trembling, it ought to be the devil and not God's people. The Bible said, You believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe also and tremble. I'm glad that I do well in the eyes of God because I believe in one God. Oh, hallelujah. Hear, O oh Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's not three. He's not one divided into three substances. He is one, 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 and that is it. Praise God. He is the almighty God. He's not divided into three almighties. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I know the one that said the gates of hell is not going to come against my church you got more power than hell. Come on, church. And then he looked at Peter and he said, Peter, because the Spirit revealed this to you, it is a sign to me and I know I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Woo! You can't pick the lock of heaven and get in, folks. You've got to have a key. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, he's given him a lot of authority right here, folks, Amen. shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He gave Peter the authority to bind things on earth and loose things in heaven. Brother, that is authority. You hear me? That is power. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful tonight for the word of God, for God's word is the only truth we have. Let every man be a liar, but God is true. And we ask that the anointing of the Holy Ghost go over the airways and in this building, anywhere that this is preached. Dear God, we ask the Spirit of God to move and to touch, give hope and peace and victory, dear God, to hearts and lives. In Jesus' name we ask it. Everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. I'll talk a little bit tonight about the church was born for victory. Come on. Don't hang your head down walk around like you're defeated brother this church was born for victory jesus said the very gates of hell the worst demons you can get a hold of it can't prevail against my church this is my church and brother god knows how to take care of his church and he will take care of his church it is his power Amen, this church has always been a victorious church, and I don't care about the coronavirus or anything else. It's not more powerful than my God. He's got more power than all things. Amen, my God is still on the throne. He is still victorious. Praise God, and he knows exactly what he's doing. The Bible said if God be for you, who can be against you? You know, I had two buddies in the National Guard. One of them was six foot five, two sixty-five. Another one was about six foot four and weighed just about as much. They were men, amen. I didn't have a problem, amen, because I had two friends. Praise God. I had a guy began to mess with me one day and I didn't even say nothing and they just walked up and they said is this God giving you a problem amen no my problem just hightailed it right out through yonder somewhere you know what I got amen when the devil knocks on your door just say Jesus you mind answering that door just a minute praise God this is your church this is your power it's your name amen you're going to take care of your church it's born for victory are you tired of being a loser Are you tired of being defeated all the time? Get in the church. The church is destined, amen, to be a victorious church. It seems the people of God have always had a problem from the Old Testament to the New Testament, amen, to realize that God's church is destined for victory. We find in Judges 6 a story that's very common to every Bible-believing person. You've read it over and over, heard it preached and taught and turned inside out and wrong side out and everything else. It's about a little old guy named Gideon. And the Midianites had come down and every time their crop would get ready, they would swoop down and steal their labor, steal their food. You know what a lot of people's doing? They're letting the devil swoop down and steal their blessing and steal their victory that belongs to them. This church is a victorious church. Don't let the devil rob you of your victory. You may get down, but don't get out. Amen. Uh, you may get discouraged, uh, but keep on praying. You'll get encouraged because this church is destined to victory, praise God. And Gideon was there at the wine press, and he was getting him a little food. And uh, it said that sitting under an oak over there was an angel. Sitting there waiting on him, he knew he was coming. God knew who was going to tune in. God knew who was going to be in this service. Amen, he's just sitting there waiting on you. Praise God to tell you, you can have victory over your circumstance. You may think you can't. You may think you can't, but you can because we are a victorious church. Praise God. Get that mentality out of your mind. Amen, brother. You are a powerhouse in the Holy Ghost. you got power to overcome. And Gideon, didn't that, that angel come up and said, Oh, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord be with thee. Here we are. Oh, bloodhound, full-blooded, ears dragging the ground. My brother bought one one time, full-blooded ears, dragging the ground. He brought it home. Daddy told him, said, that dog ain't worth shooting. He said, it's full-blooded red bone. He said, that's what's wrong with it, it's full-blooded. He carried the thing, let him out, and tried to go coon hunting and never found it. Come on, folks. Amen. Your bloodline is not going to help you, but Jesus' bloodline will. That's the bloodline that works, praise God. And he said... Mighty man of valor. He said, if God be for us, then where are all those miracles our Father's telling us about? Here we go. This victorious church is sitting there doing nothing. Just getting enough to eat just to get by and not attacking the enemy. We're not set for defense. We're set for offense. Charge. Praise God. Attack. Move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, here he is. He's crying. You know, yeah, yeah. What? You know, victory was there. There wasn't nobody willing to get up and fight the Midianites. So, the devil's going to run all over you that's scared of him. You are a victorious church. You are a mighty man of valor. Amen. God is with you. Amen. But the problem is, amen, we set back afraid and the enemy sees our fear and runs all over us and takes everything that belongs to us and carries it off somewhere, amen, and hides it. Come on. This is a victorious church. The church needs to stand up and say, hey, praise God, my God, church is a powerful and a victorious church. I refuse. I refuse to fear. A coward, Confucius says, dies a thousand deaths. A hero dies but once. If you live in fear, you're always afraid. You can never enjoy nothing. There's always a fear, a dread. Amen. But when you're in God's church, he can take the fear away. Perfect love casteth out fear. God has a church in Gideon. Here he is, he's... He's got all these excuses. What's your excuse? What's my excuse? Amen, brother, I'm not out there winning the world. Amen, I hadn't won 500 people, 20 people. Come on, let's be real. Where are all the miracles told us of? He said, go in this thy might and deliver the Midianites as if by one man. Wait a minute now. My might? That's right. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. If you'll put everything in living for God, everything you got in it, all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, brother, I'm telling you, uh, nothing can stand before that. Why? Because God is going to more than equal your dedication, more than equal the power you put into it. He's going to take over the rest when you've done everything you can do. Amen, brother. Look out. Here comes the power. Here comes the anointing of God. Here comes the Holy Ghost. Here come the angels of the Lord and victory, praise God belongs to the Lord. And the angel said, "This have not I sent thee." Yeah, he had done dealt with Gideon about it. Some of you are sitting on the pew. God done dealt with you about it, and you're still hiding behind the wine press. Come on. And you have a call of God on your life and you're not fulfilling it. Not realizing the power to accomplish the task. It's not in you but in God. When you give it everything you've got, you're going to be a failure if God does not intervene. But God will. But we have to put all of our might in it. Have not i sent thee if you'll read that scripture real close it went on to say "And the and the lord said the angel of the lord amen said so god came down and talked to him he said i can't get to him through a dream i can't get to him through his subconscious telling him what to do he ain't believing it praise god i'm going down there and face him eyeball to eyeball like a man to a man so he put on a theopony it's a form of God with no blood and he came down as the angel of the Lord and looked Gideon in the eye and said hadn't I called you hadn't I sent you why hadn't you gone yet well I hadn't gone because daddy's house is poor What in the world has money got to do with you working for God? They're poor in Manasseh. You know, let me tell you something about poor folks. The Bible said they're rich in faith. Hello? Hello? I'd rather be poor in the world and rich in faith than be rich in the world and dead in faith. I'm telling you, God made you poor to where you learn to trust in Him and believe in Him, amen, and lean upon Him and not your bank account. If you can't live for God broke, you sure won't live for Him rich. You'll buy everything you shouldn't buy. Wealth has destroyed more people than poverty. My father's house is poor in Manasseh, and guess what? I'm the least. Yeah. You know that's what God likes. He, He likes people who doesn't think they're somebody. Hello? He can't help a glory hog. It can't help somebody think they got it all can't happen without me it ain't gonna happen while you're there leave where we can have church Woo! come on friend amen brother you gotta realize I'm nothing without God dirt's not selling for much and I've lost down to 224 thank God I'm losing weight so I'm worth less now than I was last week I'm getting poorer and poorer, and maybe God will use me because I ain't worth much, just a little dirt. A glorified mud ball, praise God. Amen. Friend, he said, well, I'm the least. I'm nothing. Good. Because God works better with nothing than he does anything else. He created this world out of nothing. He created that son out of nothing. He created those stars out of nothing. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. He likes to work with nothing because then he gets the glory. If you're somebody, you're going to want the glory. But if you realize you're nothing, he's going to get the glory. Amen. He said, look, you go. I've sent you. I'm going to go with you. Oh, Lord. You know, wouldn't that be wonderful if God come down here in a theopony form of an angel look me in the eyes and said, hey boy (laughs) I want you to go down Columbia, get in the middle of that town and preach and I'm going with you. I used to pray, God Let me see an angel. I prayed that prayer, and I was pastoring a church in Louisville, Mississippi. It didn't have any windows in it sanctuary, none. It had the door you come in for church, then had a side door. Well, I knew the church real good. There was no light switch at the side door, it was all in the back in the vestibule. So I went out there one day and decided I was going to go pray. And I walked in, slammed that door. You come out of the sunshine into the pitch black, you can't see nothing. But I knew my way around. I knew how far I could walk. And I knew before I got back there I'd be able to see a little. And I got just about halfway to the center aisle and a deal hit my brain and said, so you want to see an angel? I found that side door quicker than I'd ever found in my life. And I said, not in the dark. Oh, not in the dark, Lord. Praise God. If he comes like that, he better come with the spirit of life. because I'm going to die. Amen. Brother, let me tell you something. Amen. If an angel come and talk to you, amen, how did Gideon talk to that angel like that? questioning him. That's what we do. Spirit of God moves on us, we question him. We don't obey, we ask questions. And old Gideon, he said, man, 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 I don't know about this, but you know something? God's church is born for victory. He will take the least and make the most out of it i'm so glad that gideon's in the bible because i can relate to gideon i can relate to his fears i can relate to his feeling no good and low and unworthy most of us can most of us have been there and if you'll notice in your lowest time is usually when god begins to bless you the most When you get actually spiritually depressed and feeling lonely and all alone, and you get somewhere with God, and all of a sudden, I don't know how He does it. The Spirit of God comes on you, and everything changes to joy and peace and hope. When you start having fear, go in prayer. Go to God in prayer. Let God talk to you. Amen. Oh, Elisha, Second Kings six. He was sitting over there. He wasn't having no problem. He woke up. His servant walked. Woke up. Looked at him. Oh, Elijah, we're in trouble, man. Why? Horses and chariots, armies got us surrounded everywhere. It ain't nobody but like me and you. That's what the devil wants you to believe. It's just you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Don't run me off. Believe in me. And Elisha said, oh boy, will you ever learn? Hadn't you learned anything by seeing the miracles of God? Hadn't you learned, church, hadn't we learned? We've seen God perform miracles, signs and wonders, and we still hadn't learned. He said, Lord, Lord. Open his eyes and he looked, and the mountains were full not a few, full all the way around chariots of fire and horses. Woo! <laughs> hey, brother, you may think you're in trouble. It didn't but a third of the angels fall. We got two thirds for us, praise God. We got more than they got, and we don't need but one, amen, to whoop them all. And that's Jesus. I'm telling you, this church is destined. The victory. If you're tired of being a loser, get in the church. Come on. If you think you're a nobody and a nothing, we want you. Get in the church. God will make something out of you, amen, that can shake this world. He takes the nothing and makes something. He takes the lowly and exalts them. Praise God. There's victory in this church Victory in your house. We're destined to victory. You know something? <laughs> the fire couldn't burn the church. The lions couldn't eat the church. back me, Shang me, and he goes, We ain't worried, O king. Our God can deliver us but if he doesn't, he's going to deliver us either way out of your hands. <laughs> Daniel cried that next morning after that angel shut the lion's mouth, who oh, live forever, O king. Come on. Egypt was a mess when they tried to stop God's church from leaving. God wrecked it. Left dead bodies everywhere. Don't get God stirred up. Because if he moves from mercy to judgment, somebody's in trouble. But we are destined to victory. We need to step out in faith believing. Praise God, we're going to have victory because that's what the church is destined to. Death couldn't hold Jesus. Nothing could hold him. The Roman soldiers couldn't hold him. He's going to... Establish his church. Aren't you glad you're in it? Aren't you glad you're in God's church? Aren't you glad that you have victory through God? Amen. We're not a weak church. God's not walking around on a walking cane with old age. Amen, brother. He's still just as powerful as he ever was. He just wants his people to believe him. I'm trying my best to believe. And to walk by the precepts of God. And let God work like he wants to work. And not like I want to work. His ways are not my ways. You know. Years ago. We were living for God. Dedicated to God. pastor of a small church. And. Things happened I didn't really understand. Had two children home, that were small, my wife, and we got broke. There wasn't any money coming in in any shape, form, or fashion. And I went out and I started trying to get a job. And uh, I couldn't even find anybody to let me dig a ditch. And I had mechanic in as a trade. I could work on cars, build in. I couldn't find anything to do. I put in applications. Went one place. Some old baseball coach was over the hiring. I didn't even know he was there. I thought, my, boy, I'll get this job because he used to call me Ace. I was a pitcher. Pitched three no hitters my senior year, and after that, I never played again. That was it. And put in my interview and talked to him, filled out an application. never heard a word. I couldn't borrow any money, and I sure wasn't going to steal none. The food run out of the pantry. We didn't tell anybody, which kept living for God, preaching the word of God. But you know, this church is destined for victory. There was a couple that we won to God, and uh, they were poor as Job's turkeys like us. And this sister couldn't fix her hair, and my wife, would, she would come to the house, my wife would fix her hair for never charge them nothing. Didn't ever think about pay, helping a sister, you know. It couldn't do her hair and she wanted it fixed up. And so they come and we're sitting there, my wife said, I sure wished we had some meat to eat. I was thinking I'd take a bowl of cereal. But anyhow. And this lady come up, call, wanted to fix her hair. So she came, and she fixed her hair, and she said, I got something out here in the car. Oh, glad it wasn't the Old Testament. (laughs) Woo, she brought in this pig meat. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. God provided. You know something? We ate. We didn't lose nothing. He was merciful there. Praise God. And then he gave me a job as assistant manager of a grocery store. And I didn't even shop for groceries. And I told the man that. He said, that's what I want. I want somebody that don't know nothing where I can train them like I want them. I said, well, you're looking at the man. Praise God. Amen, brother. I don't know nothing about it. I'm willing to learn. You know something, folks? Amen. God has a victorious church. You may go through a little trial. You may go through a dry spell. But you still got victory because the church is destined to it. Take your trials and be victorious over them. We learned God will provide. You don't know He's a healer. You might believe He will until He heals you, not somebody else, you. You don't know He is a provider until He's the only provider you got then you know he's a provider. Oh, hallelujah, brother. Experience will teach you, but you got to be willing to stand up under the pressure of the test to to come out of victory because the church is destined to victory. You may be having a hard time. You may be having a great time. Samson wasn't having too good of a time. His own people come up and said, If we don't bind you and turn you over to the Philistines, they're going to kill us. He said, the only thing I ask you is you don't turn on me yourself. When the church starts turning on the church, it's going to fail. But we're supposed to keep brotherly love in the church, not brotherly hate, vengeance and anger, unforgiveness. He said, you just don't turn on me. So they bound him up good and tight, turned him over to the Philistine. Oh, boy, they had him. They had God's main church member, the one causing all the problems. And they made a bad mistake. When they got down to Lehi, they shouted against him. God said you uncircumcised Philistine ain't screaming at my church. <laughs> you had him bound and he let you and he's walking, but now you have done turned this into an insult. And all of a sudden the Bible said, "The spirit of God came mightily upon him." And he broke those things. Uh, He didn't have a weapon. Uh, It was a thousand soldiers carrying him in. They were scared of him. Uh, The devil is scared of the church. If the church ever realizes what they are and the victory they got, he knows he can't handle it. And he backed up and he picked up the jawbone of a beast, a donkey. And he stood there and fought and killed a thousand of them. woo If I had been the guy that got away, I'd go back and tell him, "You bind it, but you better not scream at him." <laughs> you you might get upset at the church, but you start screaming at it, <laughs> you'll have to get God upset. Amen. A thousand talking about a victorious church. When he got through. He was thirsty he had thrown that old jawbone down and he got thirsty you know what god did he took that weapon that power and let water come out of it and refreshed him when you get thirsty the same holy ghost gives you power to cast out devils Lay hands on the sick and they recover. And victory over your trial. That same Holy Ghost will give you a spiritual refreshing Amen. A spiritual drink. Praise God from that power of God come and saturate your very being. Amen. I've come to church before tired and wore out from work and the Holy Ghost get to moving and when the service was over it was like I had eight hours of the best rest I ever had in my life. Amen brother. I prayed until my mouth was dry and the Holy Ghost moved and it's like I had a cool drink of water. I'm telling you there is victory for the church. It's always Victorious. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yes, sir? That mighty power of God begins to move. You know, and Jesus said, And ye shall be witnesses unto me. In other words, go. And then he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The unseen friend is ever with you. I'll be honest with you. I guess people may think I'm crazy sometimes. I might walk around Walmart or somewhere, and I'll say, I'm not alone. I come out of church, and I just walk the aisles, and I encourage myself. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I will never be alone. When my time come to cross old Jordan, (laughs) brother, when the rich man died, the undertaker came and got him and he went to hell. When old Lazarus died, the angels came and got him and carried him up to heaven. Amen. When I get ready to leave this walk of life, I want the angel of God to escort me across that Jordan and carry me to that place called paradise. Amen. Until this whole thing wraps up and we make it to heaven. I'm telling you, this church is destined to victory, and we need to realize we are victorious. Don't let all this depress you and get you down. I'm like the three Hebrews. I'm a winner either way, O king. Praise God. I'm a winner either way. The apostle Paul said this. He said, I had rather depart. But it's needful for you that I stay. He was ready to leave his walk alive. But God said, Now, Paul, your work's not done. It's not time to go. When you have fulfilled your purpose in God, it doesn't matter what age you are, I have finished my course, that's f- fulfilling your purpose in God, then you're going home. Woo, <laughs> what a celebration heaven will have. Praise God. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise God. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness whom the Lord, that righteous judge, should give me at that day and at his appearing. And not to me only, but to all them which shall love his appearing. And you know what we're going to do with that crown? Read it in the book of Revelation. The Bible said we're going to take that crown off and throw it at the feet of Jesus. Amen. It's not my crown. He just let me borrow it for a little while. Only reason I had it was because he gave it to me. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. And I'm going to get up there and worship him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'm going to take that crown and give it to the rightful owner. I'm going to pitch it to him and to here. Amen. Here it is back. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for letting me wear it a little while. But this church is destined to victory. Keep your faith. And I'm going to tell you as time goes on and we keep living on this earth it's going to be harder to keep your faith. You're going to have to pray more, and you're going to have to just get determined. The Bible said in the last days, perilous times shall come. If you look that up, it means hard to be a Christian. Oh, no, I'm a Christian. Praise God, everything's good. It's not hard to be a Christian. That's not what the Bible said. It said in the last days, perilous times will come. Hard to be a Christian. Why? You're going to be attacked from every side, every angle. You're going to be tested and pressure put on you from everything that can. And you're going to have to just get down a host of God, amen, and say, I'm destined to victory, praise God, amen, regardless of whether I live or whether I die. I am a victor. I am a victor. And I'll do a victory march in heaven down the street of gold one day. Perilous times are here. Dangerous times. Pressure, such as we've never known before. I thought the longer I live for God, the easier it would get. Hey, your test gets harder because you're supposed to be stronger. I'm going to make it, don't you? I'm going to stay in the church because the destination of the church is heaven. I'm going to get on that bus of predestination. Amen. The church. If you want in this church, I tell you what to do. The man with the keys told us what to do. He bound it and he loosed it. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. He bound it. There's not another name. Ben and brethren, what shall we do? And the man with the key stood up with the other 11. And he said, here's the key. I'm going to open the door for you. If you want to, come on in. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now the door is open, and 3,000 souls Walked through that door that day. Later on, 5,000. Today, you're doing good to get one. Because people are so confused in their mind as to what to do to be saved. The devil's put all kind of confusion. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one Bible, one wife, no girlfriends. Praise God, it's all one mess. glory to God, and we got to live it that way, amen, and keep in it that way, and stay straight with God. In closing, if they'll come to the music, praise God. And get me out of this bind I got myself in. <laughs> amen. If you get in a tight, just sing your way out amen somebody told me one time said i know you're a singer i said why do you know that I said "Cause oh, you got mockingbird legs oh lord help us jesus praise god praise god amen god is good to us isn't he some folks sing some scream some holler but if it's anointed it's all good amen somebody made a statement one time they said Elvis is going to be the song leader in heaven. I hope he makes it to heaven. But if he does, he ain't the song leader. Jesus led the song go into the garden. He's going to be the song leader. Oh, hallelujah. Nobody's going to sing like my Lord. He's going to have a perfect voice. Praise God. It's going to please everybody. Woo, glory to God. Sing us into a oblivion or something. Oh, I
1: pray we'll all oh, Lord. be ready. I pray we'll all be ready. I pray we'll all
0: be ready. I pray you're ready. If you're not, return. you can get that way real quick. But the church is destined I to victory. I hope we're on. ready. To go out and claim our victory.
1: So we can to live a victorious life. I pray we'll
0: We're not the victim. We're the victor.
1: For his return. I pray, we will all be ready. I pray. we can all meet at the gate I pray we'll all be ready for his return I hope that we get our business straight so we can all meet at the gate I pray we'll all be ready
2: Thank you, Brother Arnold. Have you way, Lord, have you way? Do we have any announcements that need to be made? Sister Annie. Right. don't forget about Uncle Mickey, and Brother Ward. Uh any more need to be prayed for? Any more on my right? Go, James. Amen. Pray for that knee. Up there? Pray for that. Any more on my right? On my left? Sister Teresa. Pray for that knee. Okay any more pray for them needs, my race man I got a friend of mine had some cancer removed and he's in rehab and everything so y'all pray for him that he'll Jeff pray for Jeff what about boo Nana, okay any more for Sister Deborah, too, she needs some more prayer. Anyone else? Pray for that a need. Lost loved ones, let's stand and go before the Lord be dismissed. Lord, you see each and every hand you Lord. You know each and every need, Lord, before we even ask, Lord. I know you're able to reach down and touch us, Lord. Lord, thank you for the message and everything tonight, Lord. I appreciate you for the words and everything that you've given us, Lord. Let us take it outside these walls and everything tonight, Lord, and apply it to our lives. your hands upon all of us, Lord, for this time and everything. Lord, I appreciate you and everything. Keep your hands upon everyone going home safe tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs) Glad to have brother brother Pete with us tonight too.